Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Joan London, the popular host of Good Morning America, said something interesting about resentment. She said, holding on to anger, resentment, and hurt only gives you tense muscles, a headache, and a sore jaw from clenching your teeth. Forgiveness gives you back the laughter and the lightness in your life. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is Stop Resenting Others. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hello, everyone. Welcome. This is Roland. And today, I want to make a program to let you know kind of what this program is all about. I began over 32 years ago, and I basically wanted to tell people to stop resenting each other, because I saw that resentment is a very, very bad thing. And we go around and we resent this person and we resent that person and we resent this and we resent that. And we think somehow that it's not a big deal. It is a big deal. Resenting is a big deal. I could almost say that it's it's a forbidden thing. I don't know which is worse. Taking drugs, drinking way too much alcohol, doing other foolish things, really foolish things, or resenting. If I had to pick one of them, I would say resenting is the worst because resentment leads to, leads eventually to uh, alcoholism and drug abuse and ruined relationships and a ruined life. And it doesn't matter whether you're barely eking out an existence or whether you're a multimillionaire. You could be a billionaire, but if you are resentful, your life is not worth a plug nickel, as the old expression used to go, because you forfeit the spiritual life. You forfeit joy. You forfeit what could be a beautiful character. And instead, you have to compensate. So, to become very compensated, in other words, to work, to impress people, to give a lot of money to make up for something lacking, whatever you, you do to compensate, it's just a substitute. And it's not the real thing, and other people will see it. And they'll know it. Your kids will know it. You can go out in the world and you can fool everybody into thinking you're a nice person. But your kids know. Your spouse knows. But you know what? They're so guilty. And why are they guilty? They're guilty for resenting you. They resent your phoniness. They resent your impatience. They resent the fact that you're not there for them. And so in their resentment, they feel guilty. And why? Because resentment is wrong. And so in their guilt, they also compensate. And they push down and repress and suppress the fact that they hate you. And uh, they compensate. 
And so everybody hates everybody and everybody resents everybody and nobody is happy. So how are you going to stop that from happening? How can you, well, it's too late to stop it from happening in the past, but you can stop it from happening in the future. And the way you do that is to listen to what I'm telling you. I am telling you straight from the horse's mouth. If you've ever heard anything that's of any value that you don't want to forget, this is it. I said it, and I'll say it again. I don't care what your job is, what your station in life is. I don't care if you're a billionaire. If you are resentful, you have forfeited everything good. And those close to you know it. But they may not say it. But they may say it by rebelling. They rebel against you. Why do kids rebel? They wouldn't rebel if there was nothing to rebel against. So I've made my point. Now, those of you who don't have much, you have a little job and a tight budget, and you don't have much, and maybe you're divorced, and times are tough in a lot of ways. I want you to know that if you could let go of resentment, if you could let it go, I mean really, really let it go, and stop resenting other people, stop resenting the dad who wasn't there for you, your mom. Okay, they didn't do you right. Maybe your parents, maybe they messed up. But don't resent them. Don't hate them. Forgive, in other words. What did Christ tell us to do? He said, forgive. Forgive. And how do you forgive? It's very simple. Just don't resent people anymore. That's all. Forgive. Let it go. Make it unimportant. And then you can have the good life. If you have a question about avoiding resentment and following what you know is right in your heart, call the listener call-in line at 510-455-8851. That's 510-455-8851. Look, some of the people who followed Christ, they found a joy. They found meaning. And it had nothing to do with how much money they had. It had nothing to do with their past life. Nothing to do with their past life whatsoever. Because as I said in one of my recent programs, oh, incidentally, I had um, some kind of a cold, but it was a bad one. And it made my voice ultra thin and not so good. And... It made it really so recordings weren't so good, but I made a program, I think it was last week or the week before, and I said that God is very forgiving. He's very gracious, and he's very forgiving. All you have to do is have a change of heart. Oh, and I said it's never too late. So you want to have a beautiful, you beautiful, 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 family, where people are not compensating by, by trying to be extra nice and push and suppress their unhappiness. You want to have a beautiful family where your kids 
respect you and and don't resent you? Do you want to have wisdom? See, there are a lot of issues nowadays that are arising that you need wisdom for more than ever. See, the worse things get, the more the pressures come to bear, the more confusion there is out there, the more you need wisdom. Would you like to have wisdom so you could be very wise? Then let go of resentment because resentment cuts you off. Now, some of you feel empty inside. You feel empty. And do you want to know why? Once again, the culprit, resentment. It cuts you off. And so inside is a void, a dark, empty void. And so how do you try to make up for it? Well, you try to be the life of the party. You are always talking and you're always being ever so helpful and uh, trying to make everybody else feel good. And then you come home and then what do you do? You eat and eat and eat and eat. What is that food represented? Represents comfort. And it represents love. But it doesn't really love you, does it? The food, it ends up betraying you, doesn't it? So you want to have love? Where is love? I'm going to ask you a simple question. Where is love? I'll tell you where, it's, where it is. It's from God. God loves. And if you stop resenting, and if you had a change of heart about things, and you were sorry for your past resentments, look, you hated your boyfriend. Why? Because he used you. And you hated probably your dad because he wasn't there for you. And your mom because she was a nag or for other reasons. There's so many. But look, maybe they didn't do you right. But you have to be honest and admit that you also were to fault. In, in what way were you to fault? It's because you were judgmental. Even if they had been perfect, if you had had the perfect mom and the perfect dad, you probably still would have resented them if they didn't worship you and uh, look up to you and make you feel like you were the cat's meow. So you inherit a nature that comes to you from your parents and their parents all the way back to Adam and Eve. You, you inherit a nature that's egotistical and it's a bit earthy. And that's, all, that's what you come into the world with, an ego and a fallen nature. But you have a potential. There's a part of you that could grow and could become very beautiful. And for it to flower, you have to, as Christ said, become as you were when you were a little child. A long time ago, you saw, you had perception, you had your conscience, you, you could see things, you could see when people were mean, you could see when they were not being honest, you could see when they were impatient. You saw those things so clearly, and you also saw when there was goodness, and you loved it. But what happened was, as the years went by, you fell away from that. But see, that was that. It was from that, that consciousness, that 
awareness. It was from that that all the good that you could have grown to be an Einstein, a Mozart, a Beethoven, a Sojourner Truth, a Madame Curie, a Paul, see, a Ruth. Oh, you could have been a most noble person. And part of the reason why you're resentful now is because you see that you're not that. Maybe you pretend to be, but you see that you're not. And so you resent that. So not only did you, you see, you started by resenting other people. You started by resenting your mom or your dad or other kids. And then it spread. And before long, you began to hate the truth and resent the truth. You resented the light of truth, which showed you that you were wrong for resenting. See, it's so simple, but I want you to see it clearly. You had perception and you perceived that you were wrong somehow for resenting other people. But you resented seeing that. You, re you were wrong and you resented it. See? Or you messed up and somebody pointed it out and you resented being told that you were messing up. And it just got worse and worse and worse until you were resenting everything. But you covered it up and on the surface you smiled and you acted nice. Now things weren't so bad when, you know, you got out of high school, maybe you got a job or you went to college and you were with the other, your friends. And for a while everything seemed really good. But then what happened? Well, then you got into a relationship and then you began to see, you began to see what you had become. Judgmental, bossy, manipulative, selfish, see, and ultimately resentful. So now you have to see that. And for those people who are willing to see it and willing to have a change of heart. Are you interested in the contemplative life? If so, read Roland's book, Contemporary Contemplation with Reflections on Miguel de Molinos. To find out more, go to SheddingShackles.com and click on the icon Books. So, I want to tell you a little story. I have told it so many times in the past, but I'm going to tell it again. It illustrates perfectly what I'm talking about. I'm going to try to make it fast, but I'm going to tell you the story. And it's a true story. There was a man, a young man, and he was like a lot of young men. He was angry, very angry and resentful about this and that. And he was driving along one day, and some lady, she went around him and pulled in front of him. And I don't think she meant to cut him off, but that's sort of what happened. So he became full of rage, and he chased after the lady's car. And it was a couple of lanes on the highway. He got up in the, in the lane next to her, and he rolled his window down, and he started to scream really mean things at the lady. Mean things. And there was a little girl sitting on, on the front seat in the passenger side, and the little girl burst into tears. She looked at his face, his, his angry face, and she heard his words, and she burst into tears. And the young man pulled over to the side of the road and sat there, and he wept. Great big sobs, because he saw, mirrored in the eyes of the little child, he saw what he was. He saw his own wrong, and he couldn't deny it. The little girl was innocent. She saw the truth, 
He couldn't deny it. But instead of trying to deny it, he admitted it. And he was very, very sorry about what he saw about himself. Well, you know what? That was the beginning of a new life. That and other such moments led up to a point, a fulcrum, where one day God saw that he was sorry about the way he had been, but he couldn't change himself. So God intervened in his life, and God turned up the dimmer switch. You know, when you have like a chandelier in the dining room, it has a dimmer switch. He turned it up, and now this young man began to see himself for what he was. But instead of resenting seeing it, he was willing to see it, and he was also glad to see it. He was sad to see the truth about himself, but he was glad to see it because he wanted to come clean. He was like the prodigal son who came back and said, Father, I'm not worthy to be your son. And the father said, Welcome. I had lost a son, and now my son is back. And so God turned up the dimmer switch, and the young man walked around, and he saw not only himself for what he was, an angry person, a hateful person, a resentful person, a selfish person, And he saw that he'd done wrong to some other people, and he was sorry for it now. And then he saw saw a world filled with not too much love, and uh, people resenting each other and taking advantage of each other and trying to get over on each other and so on. And then God also intervened in his life, and all of a sudden he lost his job, and then he lost another job that he had. And suddenly, he didn't have a job. But you know what he had? He had lots and lots of time. Lots of time to ponder the meaning of existence. And every day, to see another one of his wrongs and be sorry for what he saw, understand what he had done wrong, and then let it go. And he saw that God was forgiving him. God forgave him for what he had done. God just wanted him to continue with his change of heart. And then, gradually, things began to change for the better in his life. And soon there was a beautiful heaven that came around him. And it was all because of God, who intervened, showed him the truth, shined his light upon things, and then God revealed his graciousness and his forgiveness and his kindness. And it was the beginning of a beautiful, beautiful life. So I think you understand now. I've said it as strongly as I can, but I'll say it again. Resentment is not a little thing. It's a big thing. And I'll say one more thing that comes to my mind. I've told this story many times, and it's also in my book. I have a nice book called The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage. It's about improving your marriage and your relationships. And it's what Ann Landers said. Do you remember Ann Landers? She was an advice columnist, and her column was in papers all over the country. And she would give people advice, often very good advice. But somebody asked her one time, near the end of her career, they said, Ann, 
after all of these years of giving people advice and hearing their problems and their questions and their issues and so on, if you could give people one piece of advice, just one, what would it be? And I leaned forward so I could hear the answer. And she said, if I could give people just one piece of advice, I would tell them to be more forgiving. More forgiving. There it is. Forgive. Don't resent. Let go of your grudges. Make it unimportant. Overlook other people's little mistakes. And life will be sweet because you will then discover your creator. I would like to say a few words um, about who I am. I'm a man with a microphone. I don't have a big organization or a building or anything. I have a microphone and I talk on the radio. And I've been doing this now for many years. And what I like to do is to help people overcome things that are blocking them from the good life. We know that Christianity, what it says, is 100% true. And we know that finding that magic, see, Christ had magic. Wherever he went, magical things happened. People were healed. People got better. People that responded to him felt lighter and better the moment they heard him speak. And a lot of people got well. And a lot of people were set free. And it was magic. So there's something magical there. And so you have to find that magic so that you can be set free. So what is it that blocks people from the good life, from enjoying the full benefits of what is there? Well, we know that there is grace, and we know that there is forgiveness, and we know that they're already there. All you have to do is benefit from God's grace. And you need to find what it is that's blocking you from realizing forgiveness and from implementing Christianity in your life. It's that simple. So now, let's get down to brass tacks, as the old expression goes. What is blocking you if you're like 99% of people? First thing, resentment. I've been already talking about that. So how do you become unblocked? you got to let it go. But to let it go, you have to see that it's wrong to hate other people. Now, you've been hated. Many of us, when we were children, we were hated. I'm sorry to say it, but it's true. Maybe, you know, deep down, your mom or your dad kind of wished that you kids weren't there. And sometimes they even said it. And other kids... They hated you. You didn't understand why. Why would they hate me? And other people were cruel. 
and they teased you. Why? Well, I'm not going to go into that now, but I'm going to say that we know what it feels like to be hated. But then what happened? It got inside of you. You responded to the hate. See, that's your mistake. You reacted and responded to the hate and the cruelty and the tease and the pretense and the falsity. You reacted and responded to it. And what happened? It got inside of you. Do you see it? Now it's in you. There is hate in you. There is falsity in you. There is cruelty in you. And it comes out when you have kids or when there are people who are weaker than yourself around you. You see it. There it is. You try to hide it. You try to suppress it. You know it's wrong, but it's there. That's how it got in. So you don't want it to get in. What you want is to respond to Christ. Respond to him. Believe into him. And feel what he has for you to feel within. And what is it that he has for you to feel? First of all, to feel regret about what you see in yourself when you're impatient with your children, when you have a judgment against your husband, when you're angry at your wife, when you're angry at other people, when you're phony with them, see it, regret what you see about yourself. Realize that you can't change yourself. And that helplessness, that wanting to change but realizing you can't change yourself, that helpless need, a sincere need, you really and truly want to come clean, you don't want to be hateful anymore, you don't want to be impatient anymore, you don't want to yell at your kids anymore, God answers. He answers. He helps you to see that it's wrong. And then you're sorry about what you see. And then he forgives you. And then you experience his forgiveness. It's always been there. You just need to experience it. So now I want you to see one thing. When you hate someone who hates you, when you resent someone who resents you, when you resent someone who's mean to you or cruel to you or teases you or is phony with you, what is in them that's causing them to do what they're doing gets inside of you, and then it grows up inside of you. Now, do you understand, Paul said, the good that I would do, I don't do, and the wrong that I don't want to do, I do. And I can only come to the conclusion that it's sin that's made a home in me. See it. Don't resent seeing it. And God will help you to overcome it. And you experience God's healing magic. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is sheddingshackles.com. 
Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.